The book of John this morning will be in John chapter number 19, John <coughs> chapter number 19, and certainly uh, with today being Mother's Day, uh, you are mindful of that when you uh, begin to prepare the day and prepare the messages of today, and uh, had a uh, typically as I prepare for the week for the following Sunday, sometimes the Lord gives me exactly what He wants me to preach, and I prepare for that all week, but there was a couple of sermons that I was going back and forth with uh, this uh, morning, but you are going, you are here on a day when as a preacher I'm going to do something I have never done before. And now I'm going to hurry and tell you before you start thinking of things like let us out early, Pastor, or uh, uh, no, I am going to preach the exact same message that I preached last Mother's Day. Um, I had a couple of messages that I was uh, praying between, uh, one from the book of Jeremiah, chapter number one, uh, where uh, it, is, it writes in the uh, first chapter, uh, before uh, I was in the womb, I knew you. It was preaching on God, mother, and child. Uh, it was also uh, a message that I was thinking about, praying about uh, from Proverbs 31. Uh, but then the Lord just brought me back to this message, and I might even preach it again next Mother's Day. I hesitate to say that because some of you will just skip, uh, but uh, you'll forget about it by then, I'm sure. Uh, but on a Mother's Day, uh, it's obvious. I'm going to say one of the most obvious statements that you'll ever hear. Not everybody here is a mother, but everybody here is a child. And on Mother's Day, we ought to reflect on certainly it, on t- today. If you can say Happy Mother's Day to your mother, you ought to do that, and uh, you ought to be thankful that you can do that. Uh, but there's someone here you may, uh, you may have grown up without a, a, a mother in the home. There's different uh, aspects of that. But one thing is true of all of us. We all have a mother, uh, regardless of our relationship to her. And so I want to focus this morning, once again, as I did last year on this day, on our responsibilities as a child. And we live in a society when we want to qualify the way we live based on our circumstances. And we're going to look at the perfect child this morning. And the perfect child is not in that nursery. The perfect child is not in a a children's church class this morning. Uh, The perfect child was the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, many of you will recognize this. Some of you write notes in your Bible. But I want us to be reminded uh, this morning of the example he set for us. Because he certainly set the example for us. And uh, maybe you've got a good relationship. Maybe you didn't have a, a, a relationship with your mother as you're growing up. But you still have responsibilities as a child. Um, maybe you have a great relationship with your mother. I want you to focus on the responsibilities as a child this morning. And so uh, John chapter number 19. We'll begin reading with verse number 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleophas. And Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her under his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. This morning, I want to preach on the subject of Jesus, the model child. Jesus, the model child. Father, I pray that you would uh, help us once again today. May, as we look into your word, uh, may we be reminded of uh, the people in our life. May we be reminded of the opportunities in our life. May we be reminded of the responsibilities 
in our life. And Father, I pray that we would look at Christ this morning and uh, the example He sets for us. Uh, and Father, may we follow that example. And Father, I pray that uh, we will uh, be a better child today, whatever our relationship is, uh, even if our parent or loved one is in heaven. May we see today that we still have the opportunity uh, to uh, bring honor to them. And Father, I pray that you would bless our time, for it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Certainly, Jesus was the perfect child. Jesus left heaven, took on the form of man, and lived a sinless life. It is hard for you and I to fully comprehend what it means to, be a, to live a sinless life because we are sinners. Uh, there are times that we think that we are perfect in a situation or we've handled the situation right when in reality, because of our flesh, because of our human nature, we probably haven't. But literally, Christ was the perfect child. Now we know, as we see in our text, he's no longer a child. He has fulfilled his earthly ministry. And now he is beginning to fulfill his task of providing redemption for mankind. And by the way, if you don't believe Christ lived a sinless life, then therefore you have nothing to put your salvation in. It is because of his perfection that we have hope in the reality that God would receive his sacrifice because it was a substitutionary sacrifice. Jesus is fulfilling redemption's plan for man. We know the story, and many of us have been here long enough to remember the many messages we preach, many from this very passage on those standing near the cross. Certainly we're aware of the suffering that Christ endured, the physical torment that he endured as he, was, uh, he went through that, 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 that trial and that mockery of a trial, and uh, he went to the cross for you and I, and he was, uh, he, was, he was beaten. He was beat with a cat of nine tails and had his beard plucked out and the, the crown of thorns, and now he's nailed to a cross. And as he's nailed to the cross, we taught on it this morning in Sunday school, he's going to give up the ghost. He's going to give his life, and three days later, he's going to rise victorious from the tomb having paid for men's sin debt. But before he could do what only God could do, he had to fulfill his responsibility as a man. And the scripture tells us that as he's nailed to the cross, certainly being God, he was aware of everyone that was there. But the scripture tells us that he saw his mother there in verse number 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. And the scripture tells us that Mary was there having no man to care for her. By this time, she would have been widowed. He passes this responsibility on to John. We see the conversation. He says in verse number 26, uh, And the disciples saying, By whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And then to the disciple, Behold thy mother. He was passing his responsibility to care for his mother on to John because he, as we know, would be leaving after conquering death. Jesus was the model, the perfect child. He behaved perfectly, but even as an adult. I'm, I'm troubled and apply this however you want to apply it this morning, that uh, adult children still have responsibilities to their parents. 
Adult children still have a responsibility to honor father and mother. And there's some uh, ignored scriptures, and I'll just tell you this morning, and you can apply this however you feel you need to apply it, uh, but the promise of a longer life is still in the Bible by honoring mom and dad. The promise of a shorter life is still in the Bible for those who would disrespect and dishonor their mom and dad. My prayer this morning is not just for children to prepare a Mother's Day card or to honor mom and dad, although certainly that is appropriate, but for all of us as a child to fulfill our obligation as Christ did. This is so key and so important for us to understand that before he could go on to provide redemption, he had to fulfill every obligation that was his as a man. And while on the cross suffering, he fulfilled his responsibility as a child. As a man, he fulfilled that responsibility. I'm afraid that we might need to stop and ask ourselves the question, uh, stop asking ourselves the question of whether or not we had a good mother, but ask ourselves the question of whether or not we're a good child. Whether or not your mom was present or not doesn't relieve you of the obligation of what God requires of each one of us as a child. We like to qualify, well, I know what God's commands are, but I'm the exception. You don't understand my circumstance. I wish everybody could grow up in a home like the home I grew up in, but I realize everybody does not. That's why God places responsibility on each individual to honor father or mother. You don't have to, uh, and that's the question that I think will solve all of that, is if we ask ourselves is whether or not I'm a good child. See, I'll say this, it doesn't matter if you stand behind a pulpit, it doesn't matter if you never miss a church service, if you don't treat your mom and dad the way they ought to be treated, you're not a good Christian. If you dishonor your mother, you're not a good Christian. I don't even think you're a decent person. I mean, that's kind of harsh, but I think the Bible backs that up. Uh, we ought to honor you say, well, well I, you don't understand. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Jesus, before he could fulfill redemption for man, fulfilled his obligation by passing the care of his mother on to John. We see several things this morning that I want us to remind us of. And certainly as we think of the outline this morning that I'm going to give, and it may be familiar to you as we think back on this passage of Scripture whether or not you had a good mother is irrelevant to whether or not you're a good child. I want you to think about that. I'm not going to give an account of, and I had a great mother. I'm not going to give an account of whether or not she was a good mother. I'm going to give an account of whether or not I was a good child. I'm not going to give an account of whether or not she was perfect, but I am going to give an account of did I listen to what I was instructed to do. Let's look into the passage of Scripture this morning. I think it will be a help to us once again. Let me say, first of all, Jesus was not a selfish, spoiled child. In verse, we see, as we've already seen, Jesus is there. He says in verse 20, 25, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus' his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. He saw his mother there at his crucifixion. Who was in a worse predicament, Jesus or his mother? Jesus is nailed to a cross. Jesus had been suffering. Jesus was, had been enduring. 
But yet he saw the fact that there is his mother with tears coming down her face. I have a responsibility to meet her need. Sadly, we live in a nation today. We have a bunch of spoiled 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds who they say, well, Mom, you don't understand the situation I'm in. Well, you're not nailed to a cross. You're not bearing the sins of the world. And yet Christ still fulfilled his obligation as a child. And it, quite frankly, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and, 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 and the children not so much are going to enjoy this. But uh, if, he, if, if Jesus was like so many Christian children today, it'd be like, well, I, it, for, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. You need to look at the predicament I'm in. You need to understand what I'm going through and, and the difficult I'm having. No, we all have responsibilities. And let me say to the mothers, you have a responsibility. You, if you're rearing your children, you rear them according to the admonition of the Lord, how, what would please God. Uh, you, 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 we all have a responsibility to be a good Christian. Can we all agree on that? We have a responsibility to follow this book. But as a child, we have a responsibility to not be spoiled and selfish and be more concerned about what we're going through and say, I have a responsibility to care for those that God has instructed me to care for. We should not be selfish as Christ was not selfish. Now, I know that there might be some in here making excuses. We're going to deal with those in just a moment. Let me say number two. His mother's humanity did not negate his duty. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the God-man, he knew every failure of Mary. He knew every shortcoming she had. He saw every flaw. He knew every blemish. He knew everything about her. And yet, he still fulfilled his obligation. There's too much in our world, and especially among Christian people, of because of the failures of others, we throw our responsibility out the window. Well, Pastor, if I had a mother like yours, if I grew up in a home like yours, then it doesn't have anything to do with what God's instructed you to do. And yes, I'm thankful for it, and certainly we all have different hardships because of different, way, different backgrounds and different things, but the responsibility is the same. Jesus knew every flaw, he knew every shortcoming, he knew every failure, he knew every mistake that she had made, but Jesus in his perfection, Jesus fulfilling his responsibility, did not keep that from him doing what he should do. And by the way, and I want all, all the, 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 those who are still in the home, listen to me, uh, you, you, your, mom, your mom and dad are still living, you, you have an opportunity to be the right kind of a child. Well, you cannot use, well, well they, just weren't, they just weren't loving in the home. You still have a responsibility that God has given. And Jesus certainly set the example by fulfilling his responsibility. I want to fulfill the responsibilities that God has placed on me, not just in this area, but in every area of life. I trust that each one of us this morning would take a look at these thoughts and truths that, that we're talking about and whatever responsibilities we have, say, I want to fulfill the responsibilities that God has placed on me. You can apply this in so many ways between husband and wife. Well, well he, he is this. God's still giving you responsibility. 
Well, she is this. God's still giving you responsibility. We need to fulfill the responsibility that God has given us, and he knew all about her humanity. And by the way, children, well, my mom's not perfect. Neither are you. My mother lost her temper. Well, if I was your parent, I'd lose my temper too. We give reasons. It's humanity. But Jesus did not use that as an excuse. Notice number three with me this morning. His circumstances did not prevent the fulfilling of his responsibility to his mother. His circumstances did not prevent the fulfilling of his responsibility to his mother. And if his circumstances did not prevent him, our circumstances should not prevent us. Now, let me just clarify. Fellowship and fulfillment of a responsibility are not always the same thing. We like the fellowship, rightfully so. We like the time that is spent. We like the close relationship. If you have that this morning, you ought to be grateful for it. But if you don't, that does not mean you don't have an opportunity to fulfill your responsibility to honor father and mother. And we'll get to how we do that in just a moment. But his circumstances did not prevent him from fulfilling his responsibility. You know, we're all busy, but that does not prevent us from fulfilling our responsibilities. We come up short, but we still have to fulfill our responsibilities. Christ was literally nailed to a cross. A cross. And what did he do? He fulfilled his responsibility. Now, I know, I know he's God. But that's the standard that we ought to be striving for, what Christ did, is it not? Whether your mother is living, not living, you sort of bring things into focus of us, us that the circumstances do not prevent the, the fulfilling of his responsibilities to his mother. And by the way, Christ was in the will of God. We'll get to that in just a moment. Sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances where you say, well, I got you on this one, Pastor. This has prevented me. Well, maybe if we were focused on fulfilling the will of God in our own life, he would put us in a place where we could be a help and a blessing. Let me get to number four, and this is when I'll spend the remainder of my time. His honoring his mother did not conflict with the will of the Father. Verse 27. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother, and from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. After this, after what? These things had just transpired. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. If I understand the scripture as I think I do, Christ had to fulfill his last obligation as a man in order to fulfill his obligation as God. As God, only he could, could pay and provide salvation. But in order for him to be perfect in that Christ man, that God man, he had to fulfill every single human obligation. After he fulfills his human obligation, 
after this, knowing that all things were now accomplished. What was accomplished? It was his suffering. It was, it was, it was, it was all the events that took place, but it was also making sure that his widowed mother was cared for. See, I believe this, and I believe the Scripture would bear this out, that God takes so seriously His commands that Jesus could not have fulfilled, He could not have been God if He did not fulfill the commands as a son. Before He could pay the sin debt, and I rejoice this morning that He paid my sin debt, but He had to be born of a virgin to do that. He had to live a sinless life to do that, and He had to fulfill His responsibility as a child. In order to do that, it did not conflict with the will of the Father. See, you can, you can fulfill God's will and honor mother and father. You don't have to compromise to do that. Say, well, well my, my, my mother, she doesn't want to have anything to do with church. She doesn't want to have anything to do with God. She doesn't want to have anything to do with those things. And, and she insists that I, I do all these things. No, you don't have to follow contrary to God's. You, have, you can be a good child by being a good Christian. They may not always understand it, but you ought to still do it. And if your mother's in heaven today, let me tell you, finish your, finish your race. Do what you're supposed to do. You can still honor them. God's command to me as a child is, is as a, if I live in the home, when I lived in a home, my responsibility was to obey mother and father. I didn't always understand. I still don't understand some of those things, but I didn't always understand. But my responsibility was not to obey. And by the way, parents, let me help you. You don't have to explain to a four-year-old why you're telling them what to do what they're doing. You know, when you're growing up, there's some things that you hear in your home, you say, ah, I'm never doing that. You know, words I would hear a parent say, I said, I'm never saying those. Like what, Pastor? Well, some of them I can't repeat here, but you know, you know my parents, but no. Because I said so. That's the stupidest thing. Why can't you just give me a reason? I have children. Because I said so. You don't have to explain to a three-year-old why they have to clean their room. Tell them to clean their room. And you might have to explain to your husband why he has to clean his room, but not, not, not your child. The point I'm trying to make is when I lived under the roof, under the authority of my mother and my father, my responsibility was to obey. I don't live under the authority of my mother and my father anymore. But I live under the authority of God. And I no longer have to obey them. But I do have to obey the things that were instilled in me as a child. That's how I honor mother and father. My mom sits right down there and we spend time together. And she can say, this is what I want you to do. And I can say... I ain't got to. Did you hear that? Okay, just make sure. But things that I was taught from this book when I lived in that home, she can no longer enforce on me. But when God says honor, 
He's enforcing them on me. And this is a good message for our teenagers and our young adults to hear in there. You may not live under the authority of mom and dad, but if they taught you how to live after this book, they're not going to check up on you to make sure you're doing it. But let me tell you who's watching. God is. And God says, honor father and mother. How do you do that? You do what the Bible says you ought to do as a child. The greatest thing, I don't have to. I, it would make just like when, you're, when your children uh, obey you and listen to you. It makes you happy when that little child does what you command them to do and you tell them to do. But let me tell you, it gives even more joy in the heart of a parent when they are out from under the authority and they're still doing what they have been taught to do from this book. It does not conflict with the will of God. It is the will of God. And friend, if you didn't, you didn't have the privilege of growing up in a Christian home and somebody to teach you the things of this book, now that you're saved, now that you know the responsibilities, you live according to this book, and you say, well my, well, my mother doesn't even agree with it, but God knows what it is. The greatest thing you can do is live according to how you were taught. It did not conflict with the will of God. It was the will of God. And we have a responsibility to be a child as Jesus was the model child. It was he who set the standard for us. What a powerful verse of scripture to me. After, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. I know it's more than just taking that responsibility and placing it on John and making sure she was cared for. But that was certainly part of it. Him fulfilling his obligation. Today on this Mother's Day, and certainly we want to give honor to all of the mothers, and we ought to be grateful for the life that God has given us. But can we just for a few moments let Christ be that example as he is in every area? And if you had the privilege of having a, a wonderful mother, you ought to thank God for that. But you shouldn't just use lip service. It's Mother's Day. I need to acknowledge. Yeah, you need to acknowledge it. But what you ought to do is tomorrow you ought to live by the things that you were taught. The next day you ought to live by the things you were taught. The next day you ought to live. Well, I don't have to. I don't. You know, we, we, we graduations are coming, high school graduations, and I know our, our seniors graduate from our Christian school aren't this way. But it's like, I'm not going to have to listen to mom and dad anymore. You're right, there's a greater responsibility. Now God is saying, honor father and mother by what you were taught. Jesus set the standard. If you didn't have the privilege of, I know some in this room, you didn't have a mother in the home as you were growing up. Well, you don't need to be angry. You don't need to be bitter. Jesus did say on the cross, Father, forgive them. He did forgive those who had wronged him. We can forgive and say, maybe I never had the opportunity to really know my mother. And Well, you can honor them by the life that you live now for God. I don't have time to go into this, and maybe it's another message, but I, I do believe that this book teaches that there are blessings that God bestows on those 
who are close to us because of the life we live. I believe there are blessings that God allows to enter into the lives of others because of our faithfulness to this book, because of our willingness to please God. And instead of focusing on the flaws of others, may we decide to be the best that we can be. Jesus, the model child. I'm not sure if any of these things bring back some memories to a year ago, but may we be reminded of our responsibility. The older we get, the more responsibility we have. My goal is now as a grown man having children and my children are getting old enough to leave home. Not fast enough, but getting old enough to leave home. The book of Proverbs talks an awful lot about your life and how it affects your mother and your father. I believe one of the great failures, and I don't believe this book has failed, I don't believe the church has failed, I don't believe truth has failed, but I believe one of the great failures of generations today, in the church, out of the church, is a generation that has risen that thinks they owe nothing to those that have come before them. And the arrogance and the attitude is, as a matter of fact, if you all would just get out of the way. That is an ideology, that is a belief that is in direct conflict with this book and direct conflict with God. I have a responsibility. I'm 48 years old. And yes, I know 48 never looks so good, but at 48 years old, I'm operating on very little sleep this morning, so bear with me. But I have a responsibility. When I turned 18 and I left home, my responsibilities to my parents did not end. In so many ways, they were just beginning in the kind of man that I would be, the kind of home that I would have, to living the things that I had been taught. And those of you that have had the privilege to grow up in a Christian home and are growing up in one now, all take advantage of that. Listen to things that are taught because you have an opportunity to follow the example of our Savior and fulfill all your obligations. If you did not grow up that way, you didn't have that privilege, what you do now, I believe can be, you can be an honor to your mother. Rear your children in a way that would be pleasing and honorable to God. But let's be reminded of these truths that we get from the life of our Savior. Father, I pray this morning.